Hey y'all, this is Ty. I'm Shell. And I'm Q. And you're listening to the Triple Faith Walk Podcast, the show that provides perspective on the Bible and Christian living while encouraging authentic relationships with God. Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Triple Faith Walk, the podcast. As always, we would like to start this episode off with prayer. If you're able to, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, uh, we come to you first being thankful. Thank you for another week to just of life, um, to celebrate and exp expand your words, talk about you, to lean into you and have some intentional time with you. So we thank you. Thank you for allowing us to see another day, um, to live in day and make it. And we pray the same thing for tomorrow. Heavenly Father, guide our tongues during this episode. Um, and may everything be acceptable in your sight and that we help bring people closer to your word and to acknowledge your son, Jesus, as the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, Lord and Savior, um, who died for all our sins. So we thank you. We love you. Um, and in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. And without further ado, Amen. would um, give it off to Pamika so she can explain or introduce our topic for today. Yes. Okay. So I'm excited, y'all. So this episode is really about being mindful of our mental health as Christians. And I want to say maybe it was like back on season one or maybe season two. Had to be one of them because this is season three. Um, where we just kind of briefly touched on like therapy and and several of us have mentioned our involvement or engagement with therapy or having a therapy therapist. Um, and I just, you know, I thought it was important for us. And I think Ty, you also mentioned that this would be an important topic for us to cover for our podcast in season three. So here we are. Um, so I gave the girls a little bit of a heads up as to what we would be doing. Actually, that's not the truth. I didn't. I just said I wanted to structure this just a little bit because it is so important. And I told them I wouldn't explain it to them because I wanted it to just flow for the podcast. So the only thing they know is that I gave them scriptures to read today, but we'll kind of work through it. So in my head, y'all, this made sense. We're going to see how it comes out. Okay, so I do want to start with one scripture and I wanted it to be one of the guiding scriptures for today. So Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven. And this is Paul talking and he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank, for, thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's the scripture, y'all. So we're going to start here. What are your thoughts on this scripture? And is it enough for you not to need counseling or therapy or some wise counsel of some sort? So I feel like when I read this scripture, I I get how it would probably be taken like at face value of basically like we don't have to worry about anything. You just pray about it and everything will be OK. Um, and essentially, yes, but also no, um, because I feel like when we pray about things, God does something as a result of that prayer. So it's not like we're just praying and we no longer um, feel how we feel or we no longer worry. Uh, God addresses the things that we pray about. So if I'm praying because I'm, I don't know, grieving, for example, um, God will help provide resources or people to help me through that grieving process um, or support from my community to help me through that process. It's not like I just pray and now I don't grieve anymore. I'm not sad anymore. So that's how I kind of interpret that scripture. Okay. Thank you, Ty. Shell? Yeah. Um, I appreciate the scripture. Uh, I actually had it highlight highlighted. But to answer your question, what do I think about the scripture? I think it's a great, of course, foundation. It's all the scriptures in the Bible, right? Because it's telling us something. Um, to lean on to God, to pray, and to ask him for whatever you're asking for, clarity, peace, if it's grief, comfort, and if it's grief, you know, we can put in all these different words of asking him for something. But to your question on, is it enough? And I think it just depends on the situation, right? It's some things that you go through in life where you don't need to seek a therapist and or even 
counsel from anyone because that's what friends are, right? Like at some point, and not saying that you should dump on all your friends, but sometimes getting a non-bias, a non-judgmental opinion on some things or thought or tangible tasks to help work through certain situations um, to help synthesize what this means, right? Especially if you can find a therapist who has uh, a Christian background or, you know, also uses the Bible during therapy, like a Christian therapist and or, you know, even your grandma, like people talk to family. It's not absurd to talk to other people. Like we're people, so we're meant for human interactions and all our experiences are different. So no, I don't think it's, it negates the fact that you need to talk to someone else. Okay. And or non-professional. Okay. Thank you, Shell. So when I was going through trying to find a scripture for this episode, y'all, I was like, let me go find the ones that most people share with you, like when you down and they think that's just supposed to just that. That's it. That's it. Once they say that to you, you just going to stop crying. You're going to feel better. Everything going to disappear because gosh dang it. That's what it's saying in the Bible. And you just going to have God's peace. So this is one of those scriptures where it's like it's one that we share with people to like provide comfort, but it doesn't necessarily solve the what's happening today. So when I read this, I was like, you know, yes, this is a good, this is a good, let's just say command or advice from Paul uh, to, to one, encourage us, right? That, you know, if we do these things, if we pray about it and we share with what we need with God, then, you know, and we thank him for all he's done, then of course, we're going to experience some level of God's peace. Because if we're thanking him for all he's done, then that also makes us remember, like there was a time where another situation maybe didn't look so good. And then God turned it around, right? Or you see where God and placed you at the end of it all. Um, okay, but either way, you guys both said no to that one scripture. So we're going to keep pressing. So the second scripture, Isaiah 41, verse 10. Now this is Isaiah and it says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Does this make you feel better? Like if you was feeling down and you read this, how how you feeling after that, sis? Again, I think it, I, it's always subjective for me because it depends on what it is. Because I've definitely been down in the dumps where I do read scripture, not necessarily this one, but and feel comforted, right? And then other times it's something that's lingering or I worry about the unknown sometimes a lot more than what I should. And especially if it's like a major thing or what I deem to be major, it might linger more. So in that context, no, but if it's like something simple, like my mortgage went up $200 and I didn't account for it in my budget and I was mad and I literally was like, you know what, let me lean not to my own understanding it's going to get paid when it get paid. And I really didn't care. Like literally, like it wasn't because it's like, I know that I've seen it time and time again where God has made a way and, you know, $200 versus $1,000. I could be, you know, it could have been, it could have been the worst, but um again no I don't think that um yes no it could come from me depending on what I'm going through I gotta agree with Lachelle on this one there like there's certain moments where like if it's something not that big and the Lord is like oh have no fear I am with you okay cool like we have no fear and then this other stuff like I know you're here Lord but it's just you know a little fear still up in there somewhere so I think it kind of depends, but there there are times where I can read a scripture like this and feel like fully encouraged and empowered. And then it's like other times where I read the scripture and I need a little more. And to that point, Ty, I was going through something the other day and hearing somebody else read the scripture back to me because I feel like also like when you're going through something, you ain't necessarily like, let me go to my... My Bible, my encouraging Bible verse, and not saying that you shouldn't do that, but I'm in the middle of work. And literally my coworker just, she quoted a scripture and was like, you know, da 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 And again, I mean, she's finna test to be a licensed counselor, but I don't think she was doing it in the lens of a counselor. It was the lens of a friend. But, you know, in times like that, and it's kind of like, you're right. Like, it was reinforcement rather than, you know, just here go the scripture, you know, whatever. Things that I already know is kind of like, you know what? You might be right. It might be okay. Right? So Come on for reminders from the people in your circle, in your space, in your environment. Yes, ma'am. So both of these are like a promise, right? And both of those scriptures, 
God, no kidding. There's a promise there. And it, it was through Isaiah or it was through Paul, but it's a, it's a promise, but it's also a command, right? It's something that God expects of us. So then let's pray. So now this is where I told y'all I gave them a little homework. I didn't really give them homework. I just told them with scriptures, scriptures to read. Who had Psalm 40 and one through three? Because we're going to load these people up on scripture today, okay? And then we're going to get into it. Okay, Psalms 40, verse 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mirror. He sat me, I'm sorry, he sat my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Okay. So I'll go first because I've been, y'all been going first for the other ones. So this one, it was kind of, what's that song? They'd be like, won't he do it? Said he would. Said he fight my back. Won't he do it? Yeah. Yes, he yeah, that one. And I was like, come on. And that's the song that came to mind. But for that, I was like, you know what? God told us, like, he got us, right? There's the promise, there's the command. And then this is proof. So this is David talking about, like, how God has met his needs, right? Did y'all, anything else y'all want to add on that? Because now we're going to keep it rolling so we can get to the juicy, juicy. Uh, I just think this scripture reiterates there is no testimony without a test. I think that's the biggest thing. Mm. The same Come on. Everybody will see what God has done for me, you know, and then everybody, because of my testimony, that would draw other people closer to him. Yes, and I was just telling a friend the other day who was a little upset about their um, salary increase at work, and I said, he, he was kind of just telling me what he wasn't going to do, right, as a result of that. And I was like, no, you don't take your foot off the gas because, you know, you didn't get what you thought you deserved. You keep going because prove them wrong, number one, but then two, somehow this situation, this story is going to be used to bring you closer to God or as a testimony for somebody else or encouragement for somebody else's situation because it won't just be you. You know what I mean? So that, thank you, Shell. Okay. Ty, you had the next one, Galatians 1 and 10. And then we're going to hit the good stuff. Not that mine ain't good. All right. Well, <clears throat> Ooh, I mean, it's good, girl. It's a good, all of the scriptures are good, but you know, we're just ramping them up right now. Okay. Um, Galatians chapter one, verse 10 says, obviously I am not trying to, not trying to win the approval of people, but of God, if pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Hmm. Now I pulled this for a different reason, but when you read it, I changed my mind. So when I initially pulled this, I was thinking like, sometimes we as Christians have this undue pressure on ourselves, or sometimes we, we do what a undue pressure from others or sometimes we put pressure on ourselves because if we identify as a christian then oh god we better be perfect right like you better not mess up you better not do x y and z because that's not how christians act and if, and if you do then you a hypocrite or you bias or what have you um so this one just i don't know why it took me to like be mindful of the pressure we as christians put on each other to be perfect because then we can't show our weakness or our moments of being down or any sign of like you know you know you want to just come off as, as one way and then behind closed doors you're crying right you upset you're not happy with whatever is going on or whatever situation it may be but oftentimes we put on this facade that like oh no you know god is still good god is always gonna be good but we don't ever say like god is good but oh we i'm struggling like I'm having a moment. I'm having a rough week. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Right. Um, so that's kind of why I put this in. It was a matter of like, sometimes we put pressure on ourselves, but then I just flipped it, flipped it and reversed it. So how do y'all take this scripture and how do you think it's applicable for our topic for today? Um, for me, I think um, I like it because if you think about it, I can only talk about me. Uh, when most of my clients come to me, it's usually dealing with another person. Like it's never like, when we come to talk, it's contingent on how either they have been treated by somebody else or how they want to be treated by somebody else or how they come off to somebody. Like almost always it's coupled. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong. Like there is some silos when it comes to like certain things where you just got to encourage yourself, not encourage yourself, but 
you get it. But nine times ten is tangent, like it's contingent on other people and how you either come off in a negative connotation to other people or overly positive. Like, why am I such a giver? Like they keep doing this to me, you know. I didn't gave, 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 not nothing, you know, or relationships is a big one. So I, I like it because even through this lens, I think, again, there's the repetition. We talked about this maybe last episode of the one before that, like even subconsciously trying to please people. And I'm not saying that you in some aspects shouldn't because we're we live with other people like we're meant to be companions. But also, like, at what point are you overly trying to please people and you're negating God out of that? Like, are you still pleasing God and we know that everything else will fall into order and the people that's supposed to be in your life will be in your life, the people that's not supposed to be in your life will gently phase away? Or are you trying to please these people and then when your expectations are met, then you, okay, God, please help me. But I've been here all along and I've been trying to help you all along and you ain't been listening, you know, so. Okay, yes, ma'am. Um, I kind of, I kind of think of it in in a similar way to what Lachelle said, but then also thinking about what you were talking about as far as like how we're really feeling or what we're really going through versus like what we show people or what people to see. Because I think in general, people expect you to, if somebody says, how are you? They expect you to say, I'm good. When somebody says, I'm actually not doing great. It it throws people off because they expect you to say I'm good or I'm doing fine. Um, so even us saying that we're okay when we're really not, I think is is part of the way that we're trying to portray a certain image to people um, instead of walking in our truth. And that can also affect our relationship with God because we feel like, we almost have to do the same thing with God. Like we project that onto him. Like, okay, well, I, I read my word, so I should be okay now. Or I prayed about it, so I should be okay now. Um, when the truth is we really still might not be okay, right? And and don't get me wrong, like the scripture, the scripture, there is very much so power in that. We talked about in the first season, um, I think I shared about like my scripture cards and how like when when things is rough, I'm gonna go read my scripture cards. There's very much so power in the word, um, but it doesn't necessarily like it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is fine after we read the scripture or after we pray about it. And I think it's kind of like what you said, Kwamika. It's it's a promise from God to say like I know the current situation. But there's a promise that I won't always be in this situation, you know, um, that I can come out of this, that God is going to see me through it, even though this is where I'm currently at. Yes, ma'am. Okay, girl, because you just put a button on all of that. And I like the way you did that. I like the way you did that. Okay. So Ty, you definitely just stole my thunder, but that's nice. I appreciate Dang, that. I'm, I'm glad that, that I'm glad that you went there because you helped the transition. So I really just, and I'm not going to repeat everything you just said, but I really wanted to just start with a few scriptures from people in the Bible, such as Paul, Isaiah, David, where they they talked about their dependence on God. Right. Like they were seeking him and they too fell on hard times or they too needed um, some direction or some support or some advisement or some sort of guidance. Um, and they they prayed through it. Right. But that wasn't like the end all be all. And this is all, you know, promise and, and a command from God. But that doesn't mean that once we read that scripture, like Ty said, or once we get that that encouraging word from our friend, that that's the end of it. Right. Um and also, please, because you know what? Let me just slow down. Y'all, when y'all asking people how y'all doing, if you really care to know how people are doing, ask them again. Don't just say, oh, hey, how you doing? And they be like, good, I'm good. How you doing? And you answer, you slow down a bit and say, no, how are you really doing? Like, you doing okay? You need anything? We really need to start caring, not just like making small talk, but like, no kidding, caring about people because Folks be fighting battles. I'm folks too. Folks be fighting battles behind these closed doors. And they tell you, oh, everything's great. It's peachy. It's rosy. It's a great sunny Wednesday, right? That type of stuff. 
So y'all just be mindful of people. And if you are really interested in knowing how they're doing, take the time to to ask that with intent of like, you know, expressing some sort of care or concern with people. Don't use it as a conversation starter. <sighs> or like, you know, something you say in passing. Okay, so let's pivot to the juicy juice. Dun, dun, dun. So mental health, I'm... I. Come on with this, Ty. Look at that dance, Ty. Yes, girl. Because you see, I was getting it, girl. Jigging or whatever, if that's the thing. Okay. Let me stop playing with y'all. So can we go to Proverbs 11 and 14? So one of, so before we jump in, and she, I think that one's you. I've heard several older people in the church talk about like, ain't nothing wrong with that child. They just need somebody to pray for him. Ain't nothing wrong with that person. They just need to get there behind the church and spend some time with Jesus, that kind of stuff, right? And I'm not saying it's all negative. Like, yes, we we do need that. We need that reinforcement. We need that community. We need that support. But some people are like, they don't need no medication or they don't need no therapist. They better go talk to God, get in their prayer closet, um, spend some time in prayer. But there there is so much more to it. And, and it's called out in several places of the Bible. So I pulled two things just for our conversation today. And Shell is going to read Proverbs 11 and 14 for us. Um, Proverbs 11 and 14. Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. Now, keep in mind that this is coming from King Solomon, who was like Israel's wisest king. So he is saying like, no kidding. The wise, wasn't, wasn't he like the wisest king or the wisest man? No. Yeah, he was. He was. Okay. So if the wisest man needs a council, needs people to advise him. Sis, I'm just the individual contributor. I be out here in these streets. I'm not finna play. I ain't nobody's wisest person. So let me not jump ahead. I'm sorry. What are your thoughts on this scripture? <laughs> um, I think I think it, it speaks for itself. Like I don't think anybody could just go through life probably with the exception of Jesus. I mean he ain't need the advice that we needed his, but um, I don't think anybody would just be able to go through life without seeking advice from anyone. Um, and I also think that's just the, the beauty of being able to have like mentors and um, elders that are willing to pour into you as well. Like they've gone through certain things, they've experienced certain things, and because of that, if we listen to these people, we might not have to go through the same thing. Um, or maybe somebody's more educated and skilled in something than we are. We can learn something from them. So, yeah, I think it kind of speaks for itself. Like, we need people. It's not intended for us to figure it all out on our own. I would agree. I think it definitely speaks for itself. But the only thing I would um, say, too, is like, but even Jesus needed wise counsel from God. Like, he, it talks about how he prayed and fasted and stepped away and had to, you know, do his thing too. So I, I think it just goes to show that even without, without lived experiences, i.e. elders, wise men, or even the folks that wrote the, the numerous of people that wrote the Bible, if they didn't have these lived experiences, we wouldn't have this book to live by, right? And I think it's always, so even when we talk about the context of the Bible, yes, it's true word. Yes, it's God's book, but people, you know, live these experiences. So we can have these words to, to live by and to cherish. And without that, this is wise counseling itself as well. Um, so just throwing it out there for food for thought too. Yeah. So I pulled this scripture because, like I said, there are people that think that seeking counsel or therapy outside of, you know, talking to their pastor or going to the priest or talking to a deacon or whomever the case may be, um, is, is just something that we, we shouldn't have to do, but this is a very clear example where somebody, no kidding, the wisest man to live went and had a whole council. Like it wasn't one, two, three people. I think he had like four people that he would get advisement from. And that means that there are four different perspectives, right? And four different people with different walks of life that can give you guidance based on what it is that you're asking for. Could, could, could have given him that guidance. And um, so the first part, without wise leadership, a nation falls. So I took this as like, hey, no kidding. Pamika, it's okay to have, you know, people from different walks of life to provide you with guidance and different perspective that you should take into consideration 
to make a good decision, right? Or when you're thinking about doing something or whatever the case may be. And shoot, one of them, one of them people got to be a therapist from time to time because, you know, th th therapists um, are meant to not be biased, right? They're meant to take your situation and give you wise counsel based on that. They're not asking you about, well, they're not telling you a decision based on what they know about the entire situation, right? So you may go to your best friend, but your best friend know A, B, C, D that happened leading up to that point. So you may say one thing, but best friend gonna tell you her perspective or his perspective based on what they already know of the situation leading up to that, right? So I think it's important to have different people that have different levels of awareness into your situation or into your life to give you that broader perspective for you to make a decision. Um, and then the other part, well, there is safety in having many advisors. Yes, that part still goes to the first part, right? So just being mindful of like who we seek advice from. And there was another scripture. I wonder if I pulled it. Shell, that might be the other one I gave you. Okay, I'm um, say that again. I said, okay, I'll read it in a second. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Um, so this one, I just thought it was like, you know, don't, you're not meant to operate alone, right? Like if you don't have a go-to person, like seeking a counselor, like going to see a therapist is a good idea. Even if you do have a go-to or go three people, like having somebody that you can go to and be vulnerable with and just give them the raw insight, feelings, emotions, perspective that you have. I think it's a good thing. And King Solomon pretty much told us that. So I want to say, Q, I agree with you 100%. The only thing that I will add to, and going back to a statement that you made on the previous scripture, and I think that it's also important to know because we are feelings like people are naturally feelings based people. So when you say, like, when you say, you know, be intentional to ask, how are you? But it's also a thing where sometimes you know how your friends are. And instead of like, if I don't also, I'll get caught up sometimes on emotionally dumping on my friends and I got to be cognizant of that because if they just told me that they going through X, Y, and Z, if they really ask me how I'm doing, I'm not necessarily going to lie because I do be like, I'm all right or everything going to be all right because that's the truth. And I wholeheartedly believe that. But then, you know, I take it elsewhere who I know and even though they might be going through something that can be a little bit emotionally stable. So like, and a therapist is a good outlet for that too, when you just need to vent and to talk, especially if, um, cause I don't know about y'all, but when one thing happened, it'd be like multiple things happening and not just in my life. It seemed like when I'm going through it, best friend going through it, my mama going through it. It's like, dang, like if we all just like, you know, messed up and it's not that I don't love them and ain't like we can't all feed off each other, but it's only so much people can handle. And sometimes I get caught up on, and I'm not going to say, you need to not tell, and I'm not telling nobody, don't talk to your mama, don't talk to your best friend. I am not saying that. I'm saying that Lachelle tries not to put too much on them as well, especially if I know that they're going through something, and that's where outside counsel especially comes in, even if you just need a vent. Because therapy is also not about just advice. You know, sometimes you just need somebody to listen. All right, thank you. And I'm about to go. You know, because that release makes you feel a little better as well. But I agree with what you said in totality. Okay. Ty, you got anything else there? I thought we was reading the scripture. The, which one? Oh, the next one? Yeah, I didn't have oh. nothing to add. I thought that okay. we was we, going we, next. We, I wasn't we can go, we, we can <laughs> go there next. Next? Okay. James <laughs> 5 and 16. <laughs> Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Okay. So this one I pulled and Lachelle, you, you pretty much just talked about it when you were like, you know, if like, if your friend is going through it, right. Or you don't want to pretty much unload or overwhelm them with emotions or your situations when they're also working through their own. Um, but this is another part of where it's like, it's okay when you ask people how they're doing, how they're really doing. Right. If you have that, relationship with them is the way I'll put it. It's also a good opportunity for us to support people through prayer because sometimes we be going through it. When I say we, let's just say I, sometimes we be going through it and we don't even know, we don't even know what we need. Like you could just be having a moment and you just trying to keep your head above water and you bring somebody in or invite them into knowing what your situation is. And sometimes you shoot, you'd be like, yeah, you, you can pray for me. 
and you because you ain't got the words yourself right Mm -hmm. um and with that you know god still hears us god hears them you know the holy spirit will speak on our behalf too and we don't have the words to say but it's a beautiful thing when we have believers around us that can also pray on our behalf and and keep us connected to the to the source when we just don't have the ability to do it ourselves or we're not too sure how to get get to him ourselves just based on our current situation i think this one is to the i hate keep saying to the point but to the point too because like sometimes you literally don't have the words for yourself right and that's why and i think we talked about this it's a repetitive thing in this uh podcast right um that's why it's so important to have a community that's why it's so important to have a faith-based community so when you literally cannot formulate the words and literally can't pray for yourself or literally can't think straight um and not saying that they're gonna think for you, but at least it 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 at bare minimum they could be praying for you. You know, prayer warriors still exist. Like, and the Bible talks about generational, um, not only generational curses, but blessings that will come from generations and generations and generations, right? And so I truly believe that like prayers from my grandmother, my great grandmother who's deceased, is still covering me today. It's certain things that she spoke over. Not only me, but my her other great grandchildren and her other grandchildren that are coming to fruition. So, like sometimes, even when you don't have the words, both seen and unseen prayers or heard and unheard prayers of people that love you and are around you, because there's certain people that I pray for every day. They're just a part of my prayer routine. Hopefully, you know that is providing some covering for them when they can't do it themselves. Um, so I appreciate it because it's just a reiteration reiteration of what people do when they pray for others is not in vain it's something that we're charged to do one of the things that i wanted to kind of address is the fact that a lot of times there are believers who don't look at mental health as something they should focus on or don't necessarily believe in going to therapy right and we've talked about we talked about this a little bit um but when we were preparing for this episode, I kind of wanted to like look a little bit deeper into where that comes from, right? So with mental health in history, they the church typically associated mental health with demonic possession, right? So if somebody had a mental illness, they looked at it as that person was demon possessed. Um, so then when we start to look at it. And this a lot of times was some of the more major mental illnesses that like kind of resulted in, um, you know, like someone seeming out of their mind or having sporadic behaviors. Right. But there are smaller scale or what's the word I'm looking for? Less severe mental illnesses as well, mental health issues that people deal with. And I think that because there was this association between the two, it took a while for the church to acknowledge it as this is something that people are going through and it's a normal thing that we can talk about and address versus this is a demonic thing and we need to be doing exorcisms and casting demons out of people, right? Which is a real thing, but that's not that's not what we're talking about, right? And so I think it took it took the church and believers a while to get to the place where we would actually talk about mental health and talk about how these things affect us and then even go a step further and be okay with the fact that I need help with this. I can't figure this out by myself. I might need medication, right? And that's something that I feel like, especially as believers that people really struggle with because um, they feel like, I don't don't want medication. You know, God is just going to heal me. Everything's going to be okay. I don't need to talk to anybody. But therapy is literally a resource that God blessed us with because he cares about us. He knows the things that we deal with. He knows the Bible talks about anxiety, right? He knows the things that we go through. And sometimes those are not things that we have been taught how to deal with ourselves. And I feel like that's that's something that we have to focus on and address in order for us to get the help that we need sometimes. Um, and I also just wanted to add, like for me, currently I've had other therapists in the past, but currently my therapist that I have, um, is a Christian based therapist. 
And even seeing her has kind of helped me to better understand God in some aspects, um, because there was certain ways that I would think about things or look at things and feel like I should just have this together because I know better. I should just have this together because this X, Y, and Z, or this shouldn't be a big deal. And sometimes talking to her, she helps me realize that that's not how God works. Like that God he cares about the big and the small things. Like even when we have stuff that we're like, that's not that big of a deal. People are dying in the world. People got bigger issues. This isn't that big. I don't need to take this to God. Like she helped me to realize God still wants us to come to him with things that may seemingly be small. Right. So I just, I just wanted to kind of touch on that because I feel like there, there's still that kind of disconnect when we talk about go see a counselor. People are hesitant to do that because there's still that history that kind of has this negative outlook on having mental health um, issues or needing some type of counseling. That's a great point, but I also, I don't necessarily, I know this is a Christian-based podcast, but I also don't think that it's um, only directly correlated with you know, the church, because if we talk about like cultural societal norms, even like society as a whole, accept mental health as, oh my God, this is a thing and we need to address it and it can be treated versus having similar things. And they won't say it's demons or oh, it's something wrong with them, you know, or they need to be outcasts, even for the people that's not believers. So I think that's a good thing to bring up too. Like, I love that society is trying to shift and going against societal norms and church norms and being okay with if you think you need help and I'm just talking to whoever and the opinions of others or what others beliefs are pressuring you to do seek that for yourself like when you seek a relationship with God yourself it will be clear on what you need to do you know and whether that be therapy whether that be medication because again I'm one of, I'm not against medicine but I'm also pro natural resources before that and then start off on low doses and seemingly increase like but that's me uh, other people it might be against you know their religion to do certain things but what can you do do that fits within that still honors God and your you know and get your needs met um it's also something I'm glad you brought up a new point of like therapy and stuff because I talked to a lot of my friends and they be like oh, I went to this therapist I don't like it first of all there's a lot of modalities out there, right? And it's a lot of different ways therapists can do things. And it's a lot of different treatment plans. It's a lot of different treatment models, a lot of different modalities when it comes to therapy. So, and I know it's like the first step is going. So I'm so proud of you. But And if you went and you didn't like it, also great. You know, do a little bit of research on the uh, different modalities and what you'll be getting. Like, is it somebody that's going, is it talk therapy where we just chit-chatting and it's not really a lot of, you know, they might tell me to journal here. They might tell me to bring this bag. Here go your little homework assignment. Or is it like CPT where it's a whole curriculum established with this therapy modality? Um, and that can kind of help you as well. And also looking at your reviews, we look at reviews for clothes. Why you ain't looking at the reviews for them therapists, you know? And finding a, a therapist that kind of um, identifies with you. I had one friend, I, and I used to tell him like, I can't believe you go to this therapist. Like I would have been fired you if I was your therapist, right? Like you leaving in the middle of therapy, you need someone that's on your level. Like you're a black man. You're, you know, you identify as LGBTQ. Like, have you thought about finding at least a, one therapist that intersects at some point that you can identify with? And when he did, oh my God, I was just like, I love your new therapist. He like, I hate him. He really don't hate him. But he like, you know, I don't like, I love that for you because like, you wasn't getting what you needed from that other therapist. And yeah, you were going, but you were just checking a box. Like therapy is also like nothing you do in life should be checking a box. Like it should be intentional with intentionality. Um, and then I'm a type of person where if it's an exchange of services, if I got to give you something, i.e. a check in order to get something back, I it best to be beneficial. The, co the cost better be worth the reward. And again, man. <laughs> but you know just I encourage people when they are looking for therapists I know it might be a daunting task because it's already like a pressure of like not wanting to do it for whatever reason it is whether it's societal norms uh, but do a little homework first do a little research 
And I get it, going back to the first point, because they're historically, in my community, the Black community, because I identify as a Black woman, there has been an overdiagnosis in our community. There, We haven't been treated right in the medical space. So I'm not saying that people shouldn't be leery. I'm just saying that I believe that people should do a little bit of homework and find somebody that they can trust or potentially trust and build that rapport um, with folks. And your first therapy session, you is not, I ain't gonna say you ain't gonna get an aha, but most of that is building rapport so you can even see who you're talking to. So if you expecting to go and be like, oh my God, I went to a therapist this one time and I'm, it's good. That might be your experience. But just remember that there are people too and you gotta build their rapport. So don't give up if you have one negative experience. Okay, so now that y'all have just went through the whole rest of the podcast, I'm just kidding. No, that was that was good input. That was good input. But I do have questions that I wanted to pivot to. I thought it was important to kind of just share foundational scripture. I think Shay, you called it foundational. Um, about like what the Bible says, and you know, there will be green grass on the other side, kind of thing. Um, but then also just the Bible showing us that it's okay to seek out counsel and to get support from those around us. But then I wanted to shift to kind of what you guys had just done um, about therapy. So I have like six questions and I'm not sure that we're going to get through all of them, but let's see. I think you guys pretty much started at the top one. So let's skip, let's skip number one, number two. So as a Christian, what were the top factors for you or others, you know, that have went to therapy? So when selecting the therapist, what did you think was important? And what would you tell the people if you went? And I can start if, if you guys would like for me to start. So the funny thing is I've had two different therapists. And as a black woman, I thought it was important for me to find a black female to be my therapist. And for the first year and a half, I think my therapist was just that. Like you, the beautiful thing is I found a resource and they allow you to enter all this criteria. And from there, you can select your therapist. And I just went with one that was a black female and it was during COVID. So I wanted us to be able to meet via telehealth is what they called it. Um, but for me, the biggest things, I wanted somebody that could relate to me as a woman. And I wanted somebody to relate to me ethnically or racially. And to be quite frank, at that point in time, that's all I cared about. I was like, look, I just need somebody else outside of myself, outside of people that know me um, that also know my experiences just to kind of help me. And it, and it wasn't even like a matter of, well, I'm not getting fed spiritually or I'm not getting what I need from my community because I was. It was a matter of like, where can I go and just talk about things that I have never talked to somebody else about? Or where can I go and talk about things that I feel triggered by? Um, that I, At the end of this, it ain't her business no more. And now it's on me and I'm healed, right? Or like, I feel better about my situation. Um, just because, you know, sometimes you, you share stuff and then people start hating your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend, your best friend, your this, your that, your coworker. And then you can't never go to lunch with them because they all hate each other. It's just weird, right? You don't want to do that. And it, there's some sarcasm in there. But those are the things I thought about. Like, one, does this person relate to me? Like, in society, do they experience the same things I do? Or do they share some of the same perspectives I do? And can they help me in my situation? That's where I started. And the closer I got to just being intentional about my faith journey, I then ventured out and found Miss Thelma, y'all. She now Dr. Thelma, another black female. Um, and she did faith-based counseling. And it was a beautiful thing. So those three things, it went from them being a female that was important to us having a shared racial or ethnic background to then me also caring about what her belief system was based on. Okay, I'll stop there because the other question's going to drive us elsewhere. Uh, I do not go to therapy, but I'm not opposed. Um, at first, uh, similarly to you, Kamika, and, and it's crazy because I also just said that I need to start looking into a therapist, but originally, like, some of the problems that I was going through is work-related, so I wanted a therapist that was not only Black, but specialized in working with other counselors, and so... That's not easy to come by, right, um, for that specificity. Um, so I gave up looking in total transparency. And then, like, if I did need to do some work, I go grab one of my books and get some little lessons and do it like that or talk to, like, colleagues and stuff, which also that goes that dumping thing, like, the self-conscious, like, oversharing and all that kind of stuff. But more recently, my 
the things that I think I need therapy or I know I need therapy for has shifted. So I said that I wanted to start actually looking for therapists. But similar to you, I'm just a fan of black practitioners, period. Um, and I got a little list, so I got to go through and do what I just the advice that I just offered to folks. Look and see what kind of modalities, because there's certain modalities I know I don't want. Absolutely not. If that's what you practice, I'm not even finna. I ain't finna look at a review or nothing, right? <laughs> uh, so um, I got my list. I just need to actually go through it. But this is something that's new. Like I'm talking about less than 48 hours. Mm. So can, can you enlighten the people? Can you define modality? Like what does that mean in the context of? Oh, sorry. So a modality is the way you do something. Um, so within therapy or within anything is different practices of how you, it's 12 ways to skin a cat, right? And you might, well, I don't know if it's 12, but we're just going to say it's 12 ways to skin this cat. Um, you might not like hanging the cat upside down and stripping them like this, right? You might like gently killing the cat, you know, or, or having a machine do it for you. So it's just different ways to tackle or approach different things, um, i.e. talk therapy, CBT. Um, okay, so that's where I was going. You said CBT or, or CPT? cognitive behavior therapy um talk therapy is just like one where again i'm not gonna say it is a real modality but you're just talking you know to to in front of the person motivational interviewing is another one like so it's it's it's, it's a lot out there i can go on no and then it's like sub modalities of modalities right and but that's when you get like deep into it um but yeah so it's different ways to skin a cat and your needs are different based on tied to your point mental health conditions um and certain therapies work better for different mental health conditions versus not saying that other ones don't work but they're proven to work better and all modalities are supposed to be like scientifically proven because they've been studied um you know again i'm one of the conspiracy theories ain't nothing 100 because it's always like a error margin right so but they're 99.9 percent .9 effective or whatever the study said that they were effective right um, but they all are um, scientifically proven to some degree. So, yeah. Okay, sis, I just, you said it and then you started speaking acronyms and I said, wait a minute. I don't know. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. And if you ever need to, to do some, like, I know how you are, Q, if you want to, there's plenty of books back there that you can have at it just to see which one you like probably more. And then, you know. Oh, no, baby. That that was one of our focuses for therapy. I ain't going back to school. Mm -mm. Yeah. But thank you. Mm -mm. <laughs> Reading a oh, book for the school. I'm so good. If you I read that to... book, I'm going back to get a degree. Don't you give me no book. Mm-mm. Going to school. Mm-mm. No. I pick it up and be like, oh, I want to go back to school now. Mm-mm. Nope. Finished. Okay. Well, Ty, thank you, Shell. I appreciate <laughs> you for answering that question. Um, I would I think uh, starting out very similar. Uh I just wanted a black therapist that was a woman. I didn't want to see a man. I didn't, no offense, didn't want to see a white person either. I just felt like we got different life experiences and I needed to be able to talk to you without having to explain my culture at the same time. Um, and so that was important to me. But then once I actually started seeing um, the therapist, my first therapist, most of the sessions, I think she talked more than I did. And so I realized maybe this isn't it for me. Um, and I think that's another thing when you are looking for a therapist, it is, it's really not one of those things where you just find, you might, but you don't just find one and that's the done deal. Sometimes going to a therapist helps you realize that you don't really like their style. Um, or even when Lachelle was talking about like the different ways that they go about therapy. Um, and then I think my second therapist, I, I liked her a little bit better. I talked more um, when I saw her. However, I realized then that I needed a little bit more of a challenge. And because of where I was at in my faith journey, I needed someone that was faith-based as well. Um, because I, I felt like the things that I was talking about, I also would be trying to relate them back to God. And I don't know that my therapist at the time was really equipped to do that. So my current therapist, she's faith-based, um, 
ma'am be challenging me all the time and all up in my business and I'd be mad, but it's helpful. Um, and I feel like those are the things that you kind of discover over time. So I, I, for me now, I was like, I wanted it to still be a black woman. I wanted it to be faith-based therapy. I also wanted someone, um, who would challenge me, who was very consistent. And like, if I, if I was like, in my age, they're going to be like, ma'am, where you at, but then also who gave me like homework to do, right? I'm the type of person where I don't want to just come to the therapy session and talk, give me something to do in the in-between time um, where I can actually start to work on the things or putting into practice the things that we're talking about. Um, but like Lachelle said, there's, there's like some therapists might incorporate like meditation into their sessions. Um, some do hypnosis. I ain't going to nobody who's trying to hypnotize me. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Um, it's a lot of different things. So when you are looking, you can look for like what types of methods they use, but also think about like what you're trying to go for. Because some therapists specialize in trauma. Some do like marriage counseling. Some do grief counseling. So it also kind of depends on what it is that you're looking for that will help you determine what kind of therapist you're looking for or you pick rather. Okay. Thank you, girl. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So I want to go to the second question and we, we may only do three of them. So how do you find a balance between quote unquote, renewing your mind through the word versus renewing your mind or being guided through counseling? How do you, how do you find that balance? And this question initially came up because my first therapist Ooh, we had some conversations, but then I also felt like it was more so like gossiping. It wasn't like, I don't know. It was like gossiping y'all. Like she was like, no, you right. And da, 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 da. And yeah, you should. And da, 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 da. Right. You know, you know how black older black women be doing, right. They get you right together. Like they are your auntie or something. Um, But then I was like, ain't no way, like, ain't no way I'm right all the time. Like, ain't no way. Like you hearing what I'm telling you. And you, are, as a black female, are probably agreeing with me because you would react the same. But but I probably did something I could have done differently, right? Like, there was a behavior that I could have corrected. And we not acknowledging that part. Like, we ain't doing that. We saying it's him, him, him. But here go some spreadsheets. And you go use these to, to, to learn how to have a conversation better and not argue, whatever, right? Um, But then my second therapist, it was different, right? Because... I mean, that lady was praying for me while we was in therapy. She was talking scriptures, right? And I was like, you know what? The the way I left the sessions with my second therapist, I don't know. I just felt better. Like she reinforced her in scriptures. Um, she gave me guidance that wasn't like, Kwamika, you was dead wrong. But it also wasn't, Kwamika, you was right. It was like, well, let me tell you what I would recommend in this situation, or let me give you something to consider or to think about. It was like that, that soft grandma. I don't know. It it was, you, y'all get what I'm saying. It was like that motherly touch that she just had. It was just so graceful. Like she could have told me, well, Kamika, next time I want you to consider X, Y, or Z, and maybe be mindful of how you respond in this situation or what kind of emotions you're experiencing and da-da-da-da-da, right? But it it just sounded so good. But she just did it in such a graceful way where she just tied in like, well, you know, in this in this scripture or in this chapter, and she would give me some advisement. And I don't know, I just walked away feeling a little bit better. Not that all my problems were solved, not that we wasn't going to have several more sessions the next week or the week after, but it was more so like, okay, Kwamika, you now have a starting point of what you need to go off and work on. Or she just also told you where in the Bible she just pulled this from. So now you got some homework to do this on the spreadsheet and she's sending you to the word. Um, and I just feel like I had a better balance between like, I don't want to say worldly advice. Cause yes, me, me and me and my first therapist, we, we, we used to get on y'all. I'm telling you, she would just hype me up in real life. And I was here for it. I was here for it, but it wasn't productive. So how do you guys find that balance between like renewing your mind through your counseling, even if it's not like a therapist, right? Like the friends you seek advice from or the mentors you seek advice from versus like, let me go to the book, the Bible, and let me listen to my gospel music and get right or to this sermon and get right. How do you find that balance? 
I think ideally the the two would marry, and that's the the sweet spot you gotta find. Um, and even if it's like not a faith based counselor, like certain things trigger certain memories. So the more you're in your word, the more you will learn, even subconsciously. So when you're talking to folks and they mention certain stuff, it might trigger like, oh, that, I remember a scripture like that. You know, you might gotta go look it up, do some homework, because if you know that whole Bible in and out. You got a photogenic memory and I'm proud of you because I could never, right? Um, but I think it's like where they meet and where they marry. Like even when I talk to my friends, I like you gotta have discernment. And I think that's something that's reoccurring on her too, on when it's the flesh talking versus the spirit. Um, because sometimes it can, you know, sometimes even when you talk to your homegirls or seeking wise counsel, heck, even when I'm talking to my mama, sometimes it'd be more so gossipy. And I'm like, that's the that's the flesh. That's the flesh. Let me let me negate all that. You know what I'm saying? That's the flesh. I ain't even gonna, you know, mention that. And then you gotta kind of like use what you need to, what you know you need, and let the rest of it, you know, kind of fly. That's just me. Um, I I definitely think one is it starts with doing the reflection. Cause even like you just said with your first counselor you after a while was kind of like okay ain't no way I'm always right you know like something you start to recognize are they really saying you know it's something that's helping me or is it like you just agreeing with me or maybe I've even had counselors where I know that because because I kind of struggle with emotions or kind of really diving into certain things, we would be going to counseling. And I feel like the therapist would be like, oh, you're you're great. And in real life, I'm not great. I just ain't brought up nothing that I really needed to, you know, talk about. But I think um, for me, the balance is kind of like the confirmation and doing reflection on like, is is this is it true what's being said? Like, it, does this make sense? Also, like, where's the confirmation coming um, from God? But I think, again, for me, that's also why having a faith-based counselor was important because I needed help with that balance between, like, discerning with what they were saying versus, like, if this is what God wanted me to do. Because even for me, I, my second counselor, she talked a lot about boundaries, Right. And it took me a while. I didn't, I, I mean, I would hear her, but it was also kind of hard because as Christians, like we're called to serve people, right? And and so in my mind, it was like, are boundaries really biblical? And it took me a while until I had the therapist that I had I have now who really had to like break it down and explain to me like, yes, they are. Like Jesus had boundaries, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until I had that balance that I could actually start to move forward in setting boundaries because prior to that, I'm like, okay, I hear you, but we supposed to be breaking ourselves for people and helping people and serving people. And it, I, I wasn't able to discern the difference, right? So I think um, it takes reflection for sure to have a balance, but if you can find someone that aligns with your faith and can be a counselor to you, that makes it even better, baby. Come on, alignment. Okay, so because we've been on here for a good little bit, okay, come on, robot. Yes, ma'am. Mm, she's messing them up over here. Oh, I see you, sis. That was actually my alignment. Oh, that was not the robot. Ooh, she was you aligning, aligning with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Okay, we see you, girl. Okay, so because we, you know, we've been here for maybe an hour, or whatever. Um, let's just wrap this up. One piece of advice. No, it's been a, one piece of advice that you would give to people that are listening to this podcast that may help them as they are either thinking about counseling or perhaps they're actively in counseling or they're scared to seek out counseling. What what one piece of advice would you give to people? Um, you can either share, you know, whatever that one piece of advice is, or you can just share about how therapy has been impactful for you. Something, anything. And it don't have to be like a therapist, right? Like if you have friends that you go to, what have you, what do you think has been impactful for you? And what would you tell the people as a piece of advice? You switched the question up three times. So I'm going to answer the first. I question. know, sis, answer all of them. And in one, in one pass, you can do it. 
I'm going to say, if you've made it this far, you've already heard a lot of pieces of advice that I've given. But my final one is going to be, if you've contemplated it, give it a try. Um, is what I would say. Because there's something that's tugging on your spirit. Pray about it and give it a try, is what I would say. Okay, Sister Ty. Um, I would say if if you do decide to go to therapy, um just be real with your therapist. I mean, you you paid for it, you showed up and gave it your time. So and, and I'm I'm saying that because that's something that I struggled with. Like I would show up and every time my therapist says, How are you? And I say I'm doing good, and then she asks more in-depth questions and we not doing good. So just like um authentically be honest about where you are the things that you struggle with this is not a place of judgment so just you know give give it to them lay it all out there for them to hear so that they can actually help you um and know what's going on fully yes ma'am so i was actually gonna say something very close to that so don't be embarrassed like don't be embarrassed that you want a counselor or that you're seeking out counsel from someone or you're seeking out a therapist. Um, but two, don't be embarrassed to be vulnerable. Because when I tell you that first appointment was like a deep dive into Kwamika's life. And before you know it, I was crying and I, I was apologizing for crying. Why am, why am I doing it? Why was I apologizing for crying? And she I was like, it's that. okay. It's okay. So just prepare yourself for that session but just be mindful that you don't have to be embarrassed by what you've been through you don't need to be scared to be vulnerable with your therapist like they are there for that you can also be vulnerable with your friends right like whoever it is that you're you're talking to just be mindful that you don't have to be embarrassed and it's okay to be vulnerable and those i know those are two really really hard things for us to do sometimes but it is okay and it will be okay, but you have to get the help you need. And part of that is being vulnerable to get the help you need. And don't be embarrassed by it because like I said, they're there to help you. So, yes. Snaps, snaps. All of that. What is it? God God can't heal what you won't reveal. So, you know, let it out. And, and and a friend can't pray for what you won't share or let them know about either. You got to make it rhyme. Yeah, a friend can't oh. pray. If you don't say. Amen. <laughs> hey, Come on, sis. You dropping bars today. You got one shit? What you got? Uh, uh, that's not my strong suit. I got a lot of strong suits. Not, not that. And y'all know I'm stupid. Because why was I finna try to say when would don't be embarrassed? Like, what rhymes with embarrassed? Why was I finna take it there? Embarrassed. Exactly. And it, I'm really sitting here thinking Me too. Hard. I was really thinking. I was thinking real hard. Shoot. Well, mm, I don't guess we embarrassed. Mm. The Lord cares. The Lord still hears. <laughs> right. Don't be embarrassed. At the end of it, that's what the uh the therapy still and stuff do. They be just saying anything at the end of words. According to Google, embarrassed, and then the rest of this don't mind. <laughs> embarrassed as in B A R E S T. The other stuff polarized. Yeah, no. Dope. Uh-uh. What? Uh, we going to let it. Embarrassed. That's it. Okay, we going to let so it. So the answer is no. Harris. There's no word. Harris. Don't be embarrassed. You, you are Harris. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. Don't, don't be embarrassed to share. The Lord still cares. That was so sweet. No, like the Lord is still there. Care and there, there, yeah. Care, share. No, that don't really care. There, share and care. There, those do rhyme. Care, they do kind of rhyme, but they don't kind of. They end in the same three letters. What are you talking about? You have to force it. You have to force it. Care, share, care. There, and it's a there, and you got you cooking with hot grease. It's because it's because it has there and share have that like what are they called? At the beginning of the word, where it's the two, the the pair, the pair sounds like sh or c is just. I'm not gonna do this, you know. So I think that's why it doesn't flow as easy. 
All right. That hey, was hey Siri. Now we okay. Moving on. Does, um, does share and care rhyme? Okay, well, it does rhyme. rhyme. But share and theirs sound better together. Y'all was so y'all wasn't gonna respect my robot. It no. does rhyme. It We're rhymes. You googling the wrong thing. Well, embarrassed terrorists. It's embarrassed. It's, be- it's it's uh. What do they say? Um, good, better, and best. It it's better. <laughs> <laughs> but it okay. Okay, but it ain't best. I'm here. I'm here for. It. Come on, honestly, get y'all some people that'll be honest with you, okay? Because they could have hyped me up and let me use embarrassed and hearest, okay? And they did not. <laughs> All right, um, we gonna pray. We ain't doing action commitments because we switched to every two weeks. So we'll see y'all next week with them action commitments um, to talk. And about I was it. ready today. That's crazy. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, you I don't y'all said every two weeks so you're right let's stick to what we committed to. we agreed on this it, on it the last have... episode okay well let's do it next week I'm fine I'm gonna remember I'm gonna hold the two because I was in there volunteering handing out packet welcoming people I'm ready for next week baby don't even worry <laughs> about it not ready all right so we're gonna go ahead and pray and close out this episode so if you can bow your head close your eyes and join us in prayer Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for another episode, for allowing us to come together and speak about mental health and therapy on this faith journey, God. We just thank you that we can encourage people to get to a place where they're able to be vulnerable and open up about the things that they struggle with. And Lord, we pray that even if it's just one person, that somebody's perspective might be changed or they might be encouraged to take that first step to go to therapy and to seek counseling and get the help that they need, Father God. We just thank you for blessing us with resources. We thank you for not allowing us to go through life alone and handling everything alone and figuring it all out by ourselves. We thank you for giving us many advisors, for giving us community, God, for blessing us with therapy, Lord. And I just pray for anybody who's going through it right now and who needs some extra help and needs some extra community that you would just surround them with what they need and that you would protect them along the journey, God. We pray that you would connect them to the right people um, and that they would be protected in that connection as well, Lord. And we thank you again for this platform and allowing uh, ourselves to be used by you, God. And we just ask that you continue to bless this podcast, bless the listeners, and bless us as we come together to do this again next time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Chill, you petty. Okay, so wait, before we wrap this one up, also talk to the people at your church, y'all, because now a lot of times they have services where they do like grief counseling or therapy, like they have partnerships in the community where they can get you connected. So don't don't sleep on the church now, y'all. Y'all get connected. All right, we see you later now. Have a good day. Bye. All right, y'all. Another opportunity for us to keep it real. May the good Lord bless you and may the good Lord keep you. Until next time, Triple Faith signing out.